0: do to do to do to (laughs) do
1: musical interlude (laughs) (laughs) welcome to first reading the old testament lectionary podcast for preachers and for all other lovers of the hebrew scriptures (laughs) i'm rachel wren
0: and i'm tim mcninch this week we have another mini episode for you a little sort of a frog sized episode before our big gila monster sized episode coming up This week we have Isaiah 65, which is the lectionary text for November 17th.
1: Yeah, a beloved text in this second to last chapter of the book of Isaiah. And just in case you've forgotten, we are in what's called Third Isaiah. Isaiah is split up traditionally into three chunks, a pre-exilic one, a more exilic section, and then this third section is most likely when people are either starting to come home or have come home because we see a lot of the promise of 2nd Isaiah with some more of the exasperation of 1st Isaiah mixed in. We still see a lot of the beautiful restoration language of bringing people back from exile, but We've had an inkling that maybe this beautiful return is not supporting a lifestyle change, so to speak, and that people are perhaps returning to their old disastrous ways that brought about the exile in the first place. Isaiah 58 says, Why, when we fasted, do you not see? When we starved our bodies, did you pay no heed? And God responds, Because on your fast day, you see to your business and oppress all your laborers. If you fast in strife and contention, you strike with a wicked fist. If God ever had a full head of hair, surely by this point, every last strand is pulled out. And the beginning of verses of chapter 65 mirror much the same thing. And so as we see this pattern of sin and returning to old ways start to reemerge, In this later biblical literature, we start to see a change in the way that God says, I'm going to deal with this. We start to tip towards an idea that maybe there's going to have to be something bigger that happens that changes things. Maybe something more cosmic is going to be required when even something like national destruction and trauma isn't doing the trick to change people's hearts. This starts to take shape in these later chapters in our very text for today. God says in verse 17, Behold, I am creating a new heaven and a new earth. It's almost like the flood, but opposite. God has decided that the cores of human beings are inextricably and inevitably drawn to wickedness. But this time, instead of deciding to destroy creation, like in the flood, God is choosing instead to create something new, a new heaven, a new earth, a joyful Jerusalem, a people of delight where there's no weeping, no wailing, no pains of labor, no decaying bodies. In fact, everything is getting overturned in this chapter. People building houses where others live was the despair of Jeremiah as God's sacred land was invaded by foreign peoples. In God's new creation, in chapter 65 of Isaiah, verses 21 to 22, that will never happen again. In Genesis 3, the curse of Adam was toil and struggling and wrestling with the earth, and Eve's dismay was to give birth in pain and suffering. Here, in Isaiah 65, verse 23, the JPS reads, They shall not toil to no purpose. They shall not bear children in terror. Eve's and Adam's curses are overturned. Remember Cain in Genesis 4 and his ultimate fate to wander the earth, separated from family and loved ones? This verse 23 continues, They shall be a people blessed by their Lord, and their offspring shall remain with them. Earlier, we heard Habakkuk lament that God was not answering, a common theme we hear in the Psalms and in Lamentations and in Job. And here in verse 24, God says before they even pray, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will respond. There's even a little divine vindication that's included in this backwards glance through the highlights of Scripture. Verse 25 gives a gentle pat to the grazing wolf, the lamb and the lion, but then offers a little subtle jab at the serpent. The only one whose curse to eat the dust of the ground is not overturned. God says, see, everything will be right in this new creation and the serpent will get what it deserves. So then the question becomes, all right, how do you preach that? Well, one way to do it is to let the text preach itself. There's beautiful imagery in here which resonates through the whole of Scripture. And drawing that out and lifting that up could be an entire sermon in and of itself. And then you could ask your parishioners, what does your world look like in God's new and good creation? And then how do you begin to look for signs that God is doing that already, right now, in our lives? How do we pray for God to come to us in such a way that this new creation begins to realize around us right now. A second thought is to link it to the gospel text that's listed for the day, where the diminutive tax collector is so overwhelmed by the presence of God's son that he does the unthinkable and starts to give money away. The advent of God's presence, God's new creation, is that all the sinister, predictable ways of the world get turned upside down, and all of a sudden the wolves of the world find themselves blissful with mouths full of grass. And then perhaps turn that on your parishioners. Where are you, the one lamenting, waiting for transformation? And where are you, a wolf, desperate to keep your hunk of meat and afraid that God's going to make you go vegan? In other words, How are you the lost that Jesus is seeking? Just a couple of ideas for you to mull over as you open yourself up to preaching this week.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of potential in this text. A lot going on there. So thanks for opening up a bit, Rachel. Of course. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can see more of what we have going on over at our website, firstreadingpodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes or wherever you like to get podcasts. And do share this with your friends and loved ones, anyone that you happen to meet on the street. And uh, we would we would appreciate that. Until next time, I'm Tim McNinch.
1: And I'm Rachel Wren. Happy preaching.